Welcome to episode number 284 of the Sean Sports Stop podcast. It has been approximately 100 days since my last episode. This is number 284, as I already said. So excited to make this episode for you guys and just talk about what I love to talk about, and that is sports and everything going on. Um, I mean, the truth is there has been stuff, stories, news to talk about, even games in uh, some leagues and sports in recent days and weeks and even months. But to tell you the truth, um, at first I was using the excuse of, oh, sports aren't happening, you know, coronavirus canceled everything. I've been using I've been using that for a long time as an excuse as to why I haven't been doing podcasts. But the more I really thought about it and the more I was true to myself, I realized that that wasn't the case at all. And the fact was, as it was all the other times, I was simply too lazy and was lacking the work ethic and the passion and desire. And uh, me personally, I would rather not do a podcast episode at all uh, than make one with 50% effort or like, you know, wing it, half-ass it. It's not something that I want to do. Um, so I realized a few days ago that I definitely should get back into it. And I am. So it is Monday, June 29th, 2020 today. And it's like I said, been over three months since I did the last episode with, even though the number of cases of the coronavirus have been going up, businesses and the society, civilization, whatever you want to call it, has been reopening. At least that's how it's been in California, specifically Los Angeles, where I am. And with that is coming the reintroduction of sports. For example, UFC never left. The NBA is back in July. MLB is back in July. I'm not sure when the NHL is back, but I know they're definitely back for sure. And they're starting off with, they're going straight into the playoffs. The English Premier League is back. La Liga is back. I think the Italian Soccer League is back. Uh, Boxing is back with no fans. Like I said, UFC never left. There's uh, UFC 251 on July 11th. The first fight in the Fight Island gimmick. I'm very excited for that. So with all that said, the NFL also looks to be on schedule, perhaps with less fans or no fans at all. So with all that said, it's clear that sports are coming back into society and um, for the viewing pleasure of the people. And yeah, with that said, I'm going to get right back into the swing of things and strive to do daily episodes as I once did approximately a year and a half to two years ago when I was a lot less busy in other things and yeah after all it's the sean sports stop daily podcast it's not the um triannual podcast (laughs) once every or yeah i guess once every three months i don't know what that term was i just made that up anyway let's get right into it as always i'm going to start off with the biggest news in sports and give my opinion on everything going on starting with some football the 2020 hall of fame game which was scheduled to feature the dallas cowboys and the pittsburgh steelers on august 6th has been postponed. Pretty sure you can guess the reason why. The matchup and this year's Hall of Fame enshrinement ceremony slated for August 8th have both been delayed until 2021. And real quick, I mean, so many sports have been delayed and or canceled. So many. The Olympics, the Olympics, for God's sakes, um, were canceled. I'm not sure when the last time uh, the Olympics were canceled before this year. I'm pretty sure it was a very, very long time ago. I know that... um, this past Memorial Day was the first, the first year since like 1890 that we had a Memorial Day without any MLB games being played. So that was crazy. So I'm looking right now. I'm fact checking myself. The last time the Olympics were canceled was during World War II. That's how crazy this whole coronavirus COVID-19 situation has been. Also, forgot to add. I hope everyone listening to this has been staying safe and um, just 
doing well in these unprecedented times that we live in. So anyway, going back into it, ESPN's Adam Schefter, of course, first reported the update on Thursday. It's the first major cancellation on the NFL calendar amid the coronavirus pandemic, which forced much of the league's offseason, including the NFL draft, that was something to watch, into a virtual format. The decision is expected to delay is, to, is expected to delay the team's reported dates for training camps. Most teams are expected to begin camp on July 28th, uh, though the topic remains under discussion with the conference call between NFL owners scheduled. Um, if the league decided to eliminate the first two weeks of exhibition games in addition to the Hall of Fame game, the preseason start date would switch from August 6th to August 27th, and that could be uh, that's very reasonable in my opinion. I think if they if they believe that they need to push back anything at all for the season to um, for the season to play out as close to normal as possible in these circ- under these circumstances, then my opinion the move would be obviously to push back the preseason and or cancel the Hall of Fame game. For now, though, the regular season is on schedule to kick off September 10th with the reigning Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Houston Texans. Um, so yeah, that's the latest on the NFL. Hopefully it looks like everything's on schedule, although they might be pushing back the preseason and Hall of Fame game. Transitioning now to the NBA, Vince Carter confirmed that he is officially retiring from basketball following a successful 22-year NBA career. Wow. I mean, 22 years in the NBA, the highest level of professional basketball in the world for 22 years. That is unbelievable. Um, it was all but known, but Carter officially announced his decision on the Ringers Winging It podcast. He said, quote, I'm officially done playing basketball professionally. He's now 43 years old. He spent his 22nd and final NBA season with the Atlanta Hawks in 2019-20. Since the Hawks um, are out of playoff contention as of this moment, obviously, and they are out of playoff contention, they were not invited to finish the season off in Orlando, Florida. Thus, the Hawks' season and Vince Carter's career are, are over. It is, though, a little disappointing that his career had to end like this with all this coronavirus kind of, um, you know, taking the spotlight from him. And he didn't really get a proper send-off and a standing ovation. Although he was, and he is respected by pretty much everyone across the board. Um, he obviously played very little in this last season. He averaged a career-low five points and only 14 and a half minutes a game. But he was a mentor, and he was a, definitely, I think, a positive veteran influence to the younger guys on the roster. And let's not forget, I mean, the guy really fell off, but he's an eight-time All-Star. He played for the Orlando Magic, Phoenix Suns, Dallas Mavericks, Memphis Grizzlies, Sacramento Kings, and the Hawks. Um, but I think he will best be remembered for his seven seasons with the Toronto Raptors and five seasons with the New Jersey Nets. He won the NBA Rookie of the Year award in 1999, and he was selected fifth overall in the 98 NBA Draft out of North Carolina. He was an all-star in six out of seven seasons with the Toronto Raptors. Um, obviously, also, he won the dunk contest. His dunks were insane of insanity. Everyone remembers that. I wasn't alive for that, but I'm well aware of the legend that Vince Carter is, and it was a pleasure watching him play uh, in the NBA. Switching gears back to football now. Los Angeles Lakers star... This is basketball and football. Los Angeles Lakers star LeBron James believed the NFL still needs to issue a formal apology to Colin Kaepernick. Speaking to Bloomberg, Bloomberg Businessweek's Jason Kelly, LeBron acknowledged the NFL is doing a better job of listening to its black players, but that the league should apologize to Kaepernick directly. Uh, Goodell released, released a video statement on June 5th, 
In response to a video from several players demanding the league acknowledge Black Lives Matter and quote condemn racism and the systemic oppression, systematic, excuse me, oppression of black people. Goodell answered those requests and acknowledged the league was quote wrong for not listening to NFL players earlier and encouraged all to speak out and peacefully protest. Um, Kaepernick's name was not uh, directly mentioned in the video, though Goodell told ESPN's Mike Greenberg on June 15th, 10 days later, he would, quote, encourage a team to sign Kaepernick, quote, if he wants to resume his career in the NFL. So obviously, Roger Goodell is taking a full 180 with, you know, and that's the right thing to do. But, um, yeah, I mean, Kaepernick definitely, definitely deserves uh, a starting job in the NFL. I remember a couple of weeks ago, Pete Carroll said, the coach of the Seattle Seahawks, he said that back in 2017, after he was cut by the 49ers, he tried out for the Seattle Seahawks. And uh, the Seahawks didn't want him because he was too good. And what he meant by that was he was too good to be a backup, but not good enough as their perennial starter, Russell Wilson. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to take a look uh, at the current list of NFL starting quarterbacks just real quick. I just want to see. Let's see. depth charts by position. So let's see. Okay. So we have I'm looking Josh Allen. I want to see how many people I think right now are better than Colin, or how many people are not as good as Colin Kaepernick right now, how many starting QBs. So I think Josh, I'll take Josh Allen over Kaepernick. I think Kaepernick is better than Ryan Fitzpatrick of the Dolphins. That's um, that's one. I think Kaepernick is better than Jared Stidham of the Patriots. That's two. I think he's better than Sam Darnold of the, of the Jets. That's three. Uh, I think you have to say that right now he's better than Joe Burrow of the Bengals. Because he was just drafted. He hasn't played a snap in the NFL. That's four. Uh, not as good as Baker Mayfield. Not as good as Ben Roethlisberger. Not as good as Deshaun Watson. Possibly better than Phillip Rivers. That could say that's five. I would Not as good as Gardner Minshew right now. Better than Ryan Tannehill. Even though he took the Titans to the AFC Championship game. That's six. Better than Drew Locke of the Broncos. Obviously not as good as Patrick Mahomes of the Chiefs. So it's seven right now that are not as good as Cap in my opinion. Not as good as Derek Carr. Better than Tyrod Taylor of the Chargers, that's eight. Not as good as Dak Prescott. Not as good as Daniel Jones, that's a tough one. Not as good as Carson Wentz. Better than Dwayne Haskins, that's nine. Definitely, definitely, definitely better than Mitch Trubisky of the Bears, that's ten. Not as good as Matthew Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, or Kirk Cousins, we're still at ten. Not as good as Matt Ryan. Not as good as Teddy Bridgewater. Not as good as Drew Brees or Tom Brady. And now in the NFC West, I don't think he's better than Kyler Murray, Jared Goff, Jimmy Garoppolo, or Russell Wilson. So, despite that, I just listed, in my opinion, I went through the 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL. I believe that Colin Kaepernick is better than 10 of them, meaning that there should be 10 teams calling his phone right now, but they aren't, uh, despite pressure from plenty of uh, black players, athletes, and people, and the league starting to come around as well. So, not a mathematician, but according to my calculations, 30 Colin Kaepernick, in my opinion, is better than 31% of the league's starting quarterbacks. So... Yeah, uh, transitioning now. So I believe Colin Kaepernick absolutely deserves some time to play in the NFL because he's simply good enough. Switching gears to baseball. This is interesting. The Verdon family filed a $17 million lawsuit against the Los Angeles Dodgers after allegedly being attacked by security following the team's October 9th playoff loss to the Washington Nationals. Uh, KABC reported Friday that court filings by Rigoberto Verdon Sr. and his relatives alleged they were targeted because they're Latino. The claims include, include negligence, assault, battery, false imprisonment, and civil rights violations. Quote, without warning, my clients were jumped by security, the family's attorney said. Not only were they 
cars didn't stop. There was no injury. There was no inquiry of them. Excuse me. They were on the ground, chokehold, knee on the neck. Uh, Rigoberto Sr. suffered injuries to his hand and arm, while his daughter Jamie suffered a broken nose, according to the court papers. His sons Rigoberto Jr. and David were both arrested, but not charged following the confrontation with security. Uh, the lawsuit alleges David was placed in a chokehold, and when Rigoberto Jr. tried to intervene, he was tackled, and a security guard placed his knee on his neck, leading him to shout, I can't breathe. Quote, I was just in shock the whole time. It was unexpected and out of nowhere, David Verdon said. Uh, the family stated the incident, which allegedly included the security staffers calling them, quote, gangbangers, thugs, and homies, began after a man near, near them leaving Dodger Stadium was acting erratically. According to KABC, quote, none of the Verdons are gang members and they were subjected to racial profiling, even though more than half of the fans who attend Dodger games are Latinos, according to the plaintiffs. So, I don't know. This is... um. There might be footage on this, like outside the stadium, if there are cameras, but if not, it's very much he said, she said, it's hearsay. So it's the word of the security guard versus the word of this family, the Verdon family. But me personally, I have no reason to believe. I mean, if I'm being pure, if I'm being totally neutral, uh, I have no reason to believe either side. I have no reason to believe the security guard or security guards attacked the family and i have no reason to believe that they didn't because there is simply no concrete proof of either side so but what i will say is this as someone who is from los angeles someone that loves going to dodger games who's a diehard dodger fan i must say that a large portion of dodger fans and the demographic of fans that attend dodger games at dodger stadium are latino so with that said i doubt that security which there is a chance that they were also latino would attack this family for no reason or simply profile them um just by the fact that they're latino that's just my personal opinion i may be entirely wrong as i said there's zero evidence for either side and with that i'm gonna switch gears to the nba as the nba prepares for its return on july 30th it has released its schedule for the remainder of the season the league will return with eight seating eight seating games per team, beginning with a doubleheader. First, the Utah Jazz will take on the New Orleans Pelicans, and then the Clippers will face the Lakers. The season will end on August 14th. Uh, so lots of great games. All of them are going to be pretty much on national television. Not all of them, but a lot of them will be. Um, the NBA Board of Governors officially approved Commissioner Adam Silver's proposal of a 22-team restart in a vote on June 4th. The National Basketball Players Association voted in favor of the proposal the following day. So we are getting basketball back. And um, if if there will be a difference of four games or less between the eighth seed and the ninth seed in the standings, then they will have a, a play-in tournament for who gets the eighth seed in the playoffs. So that's new and that's exciting. Should be very interesting. Transitioning now to the NHL, this is not something that gets covered by the mainstream media. This is, this is, I think the NHL is considered one of the four major sports in America, but it is simply not covered by American media, sports media. So the first phase of the NHL draft lottery came and went without a team claiming the number one overall pick. The team selecting first overall in 2020 will be one that loses in the qualifying round of the league's scheduled return to play um, after the NHL's COVID-19 pandemic-related suspension ends. Wow, so it's undetermined who will have the number one pick. The Los Angeles Kings, the team that I support, will have the number two overall pick. But I'm pretty pretty sure that this is the first time in NHL history that after the draft lottery, uh, there will be a t- to-be-determined team 
picking number one overall. Pretty unprecedented. I'm not really sure. I'm not familiar with the intricacies of this whole um, process and why it came about. But from what I understand, I'm not the biggest fan of it. Now, going back to the NBA, we're going back and forth here. Back to the NBA. LeBron James's 2010 announcement that he was leaving the Cleveland Cavaliers for the Miami Heat in free agency during a televised special entitled The Decision stands as one of the biggest stories in American sports this century, no doubt. Everyone was watching that. Ten years later, word has emerged that a Detroit Pistons fan's mailback question to then ESPN writer Bill Simmons served as the inspiration for the show. According to Don Van Natta Jr. of ESPN, Drew Wagner emailed the following question to Simmons, quote, what if LeBron announces he will pick his 2010-11 team live on ABC on a certain date for a show called LeBron's Choice? What type of crazy ratings would that get? Simmons did more than answer the question, however, per Van Natta. Quote, at the All-Star Game weekend in Dallas in February 2010, Simmons pitched the LeBron's, LeBron's decision idea to James's business partner, Maverick Carter, James's agent at the time, Leon Rose, and James's advisor, William Worldwide Wes Wesley. Interesting uh, name there of alliteration. Simmons met with Rose and Wesley. They both loved it. Simmons later wrote an email, I mean, loved it. That weekend, Simmons also enthusiastically pitched the idea to several senior ESPN executives. Uh, Simmons pitched two ideas to his bosses, a 90-minute documentary following LeBron in his free agency recruitment tour called The Courting of the King, followed by LeBron's decision where he would pick his new team in a live show, both to be aired on ABC. Um, the ball really got rolling, though, when... Um, in June of that year, when Carter spoke with Hollywood agent Ari Emanuel and broadcaster Jim Gray, who served as, as the show's host, one thing led to another, and then ESPN president John Skipper gave an hour of programming to James and Carter for July 8th. In return, the LeBron James Family Foundation donate, donated $2 million to the National Boys and Girls Club of America, so very admirable. As for Wagner, the 38, 38-year-old Detroit Pistons fan who uh, spoke with Van Natta and was probably never believed by any of his friends about this, said, quote, I remember everyone was talking about where LeBron would go, and it seemed to me that LeBron should do the same thing these kids do and announce it live on TV. I used to enjoy those Simmons mailbags quite a bit, and I thought it would be a fun idea to send it. That's pretty awesome that this guy's getting the recognition now for coming up with the, uh, the decision idea. And uh, it's a very famous and infamous uh, TV special, especially in sports history. Transitioning to more NBA, um, NBA players may get the option to replace the last name on the back of their jerseys with statements on social justice when the league restarts in late July, according to Shams Cherania. The move is similar to a petition by WNBA players led by Las Vegas Aces star Angela McCautry to allow players to put the names of victims of police brutality on their jerseys. Uh, Cherania noted the, MB the National Basketball Players Association sent details out on the plan Saturday evening and is currently working with the league and its jersey partner Nike. Obviously, with all the racial tensions going on, some players have been concerned about the return of the NBA, acting as a distraction from the nationwide protest against systemic racism and police brutality. In a call in early June with a number of players, Brooklyn Nets superstar Kyrie Irving discussed opting out of the league's plan to resume the season at ESPN's Wide World of Sports Complex at Walt Disney World in Florida. That's the current plan. Lakers center Dwight Howard has also advised against resuming play, but clarified the main objective was to, quote, raise awareness and gain transparency the nba also said that they are taking steps to increase diversity throughout the league and will establish a foundation to better connect with black communities um plenty of nba players have been seen demonstrating with protesters at black lives matter rallies in recent weeks including the likes of Giannis antetokounmpo russell westbrook demar derozan tobias harris and stephen curry um 
In previous talks with the league, Clippers guard Lou Williams floated the idea of players wearing, quote, Black Lives Matter patches on their jerseys as a potential option. So this is not the first time that the league has been in a position like this. Um, there, Things were fairly, fairly similar when Donald, the recording of Donald Sterling, the former Clippers outlawed, um, or blacklisted, I should say, Clippers owner, the video of him saying very racist things to his then-girlfriend merged. So I'm all for it. I mean, it would be kind of weird for like all the players to have some kind of slogan or um, name of a you know murder victim from racism or police brutality as their like instead of their last name. But it would be very cool for at least some of them to have it. I know Spencer Dinwiddie is going to have like uh, I think his number is 26, and he's going to have Trillion um, as his at the back of his on the back of his jersey to signify the the number or the amount of uh, national debt that the United States has, I believe it's $26 trillion. So yeah, I mean, it's an interesting idea and we live in crazy times and it would be kind of cool to see in my opinion. Switching gears back to football now, a couple stories on the Patriots. The New England Patriots received $1.1 million in fines from the NFL and forfeited a 2021 third round pick after they acknowledged in December that a member of the production crew working for the team's website filmed the Cincinnati Bengals sideline during the week 14th game against the Cleveland Browns. Um, New England faced the Bengals in week 15, who at the time I believe were winless and were the worst team in the NFL, but Pat's head, Pat's head coach Bill Belichick was adamant the coaching staff did not request or utilize the video in question ahead of the game. On December 10th, he said, quote, I have no involvement in this and no knowledge of it. I really don't have any idea what exactly is going on. I can tell you what we've never as a coaching staff, and I've personally never used any video footage at all of anything that those production people have done other than what's shown on public television or something like that. So yeah, the Patriots went on to score a 34-13 victory over the Bengals, who finished the season with the worst record in the league at 2-14. So if the Patriots did have some kind of um, malicious intent, I don't know why they why they needed it facing the worst team in the NFL one there. Uh, the high and mighty New England Patriots. Speaking of the high and mighty New England Patriots, we have another story to cover. This one is huge. I was shocked when I saw this uh, yesterday. Cam Newton will get a fresh start after reportedly signing with the New England Patriots. According to Adam Schefter, Newton and New England settled on a one-year incentive-laden uh, contract. Newton later appeared to confirm the reports of a deal on social media. He, um, Newton previously spent um, the nine previously spent nine seasons with the Carolina Panthers. Uh, shoulder and foot injuries have limited the 31-year-old over the past year, holding him to only two starts in the Panthers' last 18 games. So that's over his, um, it's two starts over the last season and two games. However, he has been a difference maker, even when healthy, with at least 3,000 passing yards and 300 rushing yards each season from 2011 to 2018. So he's amazing when healthy. He won the NFL MVP award in 2015 when he threw a career-high 35 touchdown passes, while leading the Panthers to a 15-1 record and a trip to the Super Bowl where they lost to the Denver Broncos in Super Bowl 50. So this is a very interesting move. They're replacing um, Tom Brady with Cam Newton at the quarterback position. And um, I believe this is the first time in NFL history that a team has lost an MVP and then gained an MVP in the same offseason. So this is a huge move for the for the Patriots. Um, honestly, I think talent-wise, if you take away Bill Belichick and the whole system, I think just raw raw ability and raw uh, just athletic prowess and football skills 
I think Cam Newton is a better football player than Tom Brady. I'm probably going to get a lot of heat for this, and it's a, probably a very unpopular opinion based on their career accomplishments and how long Brady has played. But I think you put pretty much any decent QB in New England uh, under Bill Belichick's system that Tom Brady has been his whole been in his whole career. And I think they'll do the same stuff that Bro- uh, Tom Brady has. That's just my opinion. So with that said, this is a great move for the Patriots to try to bounce back. And finally, the last story of this episode is NBA basketball. I was very surprised when I saw this, to be honest. Veteran shooting guard J.R. Smith is, is expected to sign a deal with the Los Angeles Lakers for the rest of the season, according to the New York Times. Uh, they're expected, the Lakers and Smith are expected to finalize the deal before Tuesday's deadline for new transactions. Um, Woj confirmed the New York Times report. Cavs, the Cleveland Cavaliers waived Smith last July after he spent much of the past five seasons with the team. It became a real possibility that, that the 34-year-old would catch on a team when the NBA announced the roster expansion from 15 players to 17 as part of the return-to-play plan in Orlando, Florida, following the league's four-month shutdown because of the coronavirus pandemic. In 2018-19, he averaged 6.7 points, 1.6 rebounds, and 1.9 assists in only 11 games. He last appeared in a game on November 19, 2018, before the Cavs deactivated him for the remainder of the season. So it's been, I didn't realize how long it's been since J.R. Smith last played an NBA game. It's been uh, about a year and a half. The previous season, he appeared in 80 games and made 61 starts, averaging over 8 points, 3 rebounds, and 2 assists, while shooting 40% from the floor and 37.5% from 3. During his time in Cleveland, Smith played in four NBA finals and was part of the only championship-winning team in franchise history in 2016. He also had a very boneheaded play in Game 1 of the 2018 NBA Finals uh, when he thought that the Cavs had the lead, but really the score was tied, and he dribbled the ball back to half court, um, squandering a superhuman performance from LeBron James where he had, a, I believe, a triple-double with over 50 points, and the Warriors ended up beating the Cavs in that game in overtime. Who knows how that series would have went had the Cavs won that first game one on the road, which they honestly should have had it not been for J.R. Smith's horrible caveman-like mistake. But yeah, overall, this is a, a good signing for the Lakers, in my opinion. This is also adding on to their um, new acquisitions of Dion Waiters and Markeith Morris. And I say new because Markeith Morris only played, I believe, five games for the Lakers. Dion Waiters was signed, and he hasn't even played for the Lakers before the season got uh, temporarily suspended. And I believe, not sure, I don't think Dwight Howard has made an announcement, an official announcement, on whether or not, whether or not he's going to play. I know Avery Bradley of the Lakers, who is an important piece for us, both offensively and a great defender, will definitely not play. So that's one player I know in the Lakers who will definitely not play. But in addition to Avery Bradley not playing, the rosters will be expanded from 15 to 17 players, as I mentioned earlier. So yeah, it's a great move for the Lakers. The NBA is back in almost exactly one month, the June 29th right now. It's back on July 30th. So that's it. This was episode number 284, I believe, of the Sean Sports Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you enjoy the show, please rate five star on iTunes. Uh, you can listen wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, visit my website at seansportstop.com for access to all the episodes. You can see which famous athletes I've interviewed on the show, and you can read some of the articles that I've written. <laughs> I need to stop saying that because it's been a long time since I last wrote an article on the website. So yeah, thank you guys again so much for listening and I'll see you guys hopefully tomorrow, June 30th on the, on the next one. And with that, I wish you guys a great day and uh, hope, hope everyone listening to this stays safe and I'll catch you guys soon.
We out.